1: Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: Welcome back. Mike Haas here in studio. Bobby's at the Silver Slipper. We'll go all the way to 730 tonight, and then we'll go another half an hour leading up to election coverage tonight. At eight o'clock and joining us now, uh, Matt Ray, the director of sports science for the Saints, just joined the Saints. This is his first season, a couple of years in Alabama. Uh, I would go through a bit of his resume and history, but it's too unbelievably great and lengthy. But uh, do you Matt, do you go by Dr. Ray or do you do you prefer just Coach Ray?
3: Oh, you can call me Matt. That's fine. <laughs> Some, sometimes uh, there's I get called worse than, than Dr. Ray, but you can stick with Matt. Well,
2: it's amazing how specialized the NFL has become. I mean, just flip through anybody's media guide. I mean, there's a head strength conditioner, a head athletic trainer, a director of sports medicine, director of rehab, a director of sports nutrition, and that's that's literally from the Saints media guide. So give me a little uh, insight into your t- role and the director of sports science and kind of how it differs. I mean, it's no longer just about guys in there pounding as much weight as possible, right?
3: Yeah, so I would say my role is probably more just of a coordinator, um, especially as, as, for instance, as a player comes out of physical therapy or they're returning from an injury, trying to bridge the gap between physical therapy and strength and conditioning without just putting them right back into normal training. But, you know, the data has become very, very valuable in our processes and, uh, how you use data, what data you're looking at, how you use the data to influence training or practice schedules or things like that. It's, it's become uh, much, more, uh, m- much more objective. Um, so g- gathering data, looking at data, trying to interpret data and provide some, some input to either the strength and conditioning coaches or the sports medicine staff or the, the coaching staff uh, it's probably a, uh, the best description I could give of my daily work.
0: Now, Matt, I'm going to ask you a fan question. And they, they would think you probably have the a- uh, answers. You're the expert. So, uh, you know, to be held accountable, you got to be available. So they ask me this all the time uh, What's up with Michael Thomas? He can't be heard that much. So, uh, uh, do you have an explanation? Is it just bad luck? Or is it like, is it that serious? Well, what's the deal with Michael Thomas? Because I always say this, you know, like players sometimes, it's a contract year, they perform unbelievable. Then they get paid, maybe to shut it down. No, Michael Thomas got rewarded with an unbelievable contract and he became NFL offensive player of the year. Then it seems like he was snake bit after that. Is it just bad luck or what?
3: Well, without really diving into his particular injuries or people, I, I will say this: on, on Mike, uh, works his tail off. He I mean the guys worked hard in in his rehab. He 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 does extra work. He he's uh, constantly working on the things that he needs needs to work on to get better and to return. And so, I, I just I think there's a lot of things that go into to different injuries and and different situations and. It's it's probably frustrating for fans when you don't have all the information and you don't see all of the factors that are involved. That sometimes it becomes, you know, the the frustration can be, become something that is that boils up because of a lack of of that information. That you know, our our, our guys work hard, our staff works hard, our every, everyone I, I think is doing everything they possibly can to to limit the risk of injury minimize the the severity of an injury if it's going to happen get them back as fast as as possible that's healthy and appropriate for return to play and then to stay on the field and, and and be healthy throughout it there's there's just there's some really good people involved in this and, and players that well I'll tell you what i I've really enjoyed uh, coming here and seeing the the buy-in from the players and the the excitement from the players to to train uh, to, to, to do things that we're asking them to do or not do things that we're asking them not to do. Um, I've, I've been very impressed with that. And and I, I, I think that's something that often gets overlooked or not, not addressed enough with the fan base that, you know, these guys, these guys are working hard. They want to be healthy. They want to perform at their best. They want to win. Um, it's, it's, it, it, that's why that's why they do it, and uh, you know that I, I I I really appreciate their efforts in that regard.
0: Now, Matt, uh, when you look at uh, in the future, obviously the future is now, but also looking into the future, uh, like number one concern, not just for the Saints or the National Football League, and when you look at soft tissue injuries or even uh, I still think concussions. I mean, uh, football is a violent sport. So you can have rules, you can legislate only so much. But I don't know how you truly, uh, you, you don't want to protect the players. But I don't know if you can actually avoid uh, a player maybe from getting a concussion. But, but what do you think, like if you look at a crystal ball, the future and the number one concern, is it still concussions? Or is it like something, Not it's not minor, but like a hamstring injury? Can we get that better or hip flexor and all that? What, what is your take as far as how the game will progress, let's say, the next decade beyond?
3: Well, it is, it is a contact sport. It's a fast uh, collision sport. That's why I love it. That's why our players love it, That's why our fans love it. Um, so along with that comes some of that risk. And, but when it comes to concussions, you know, with the, with the long-term effects of it and health of the player – you have to sacrifice some of the things of the game in order to protect the players, and I think the rules, some of those things have been very positive. I don't think it's taken a lot away from the game. I like that that kind of a trend where we're we're maybe policing certain things to to reduce those those risks. You know, I'd like to see a lot of, a lot of, even more investment into protective equipment, not just for concussions, but you know, we've dealt with rib injuries. You know, it's protective equipment across the board is something that I think is, is high on the list. Shoes, footwear, you know, we, we've gone through foot and toe stuff. And, you know, there, so there's, there's a lot that goes beyond just the helmets. Uh, while those are important, uh, we, need to, we really need to look at everything.
0: And uh, Matt, I'm glad you brought up uh, the rib injuries. you know I was the first college player to wear a flag jacket? <laughs> now 19... you're dating yourself there. <laughs> 1979. No, the reason why I'm bringing it up, I was in Natchitoches at Northwestern State. And remember Dan Pastorini with the old Houston Oilers? Well, it was made by Donzi. Yeah. It was made by Donzi. It looked like it had a barrel around me. All of a sudden, I yep. cracked my ribs. I said, I tell you what. Preventive medicine. I'ma learn to throw with this flag jacket. You go like this story, Matt. All of a sudden, my grandma <laughs> hadn't seen her a while. She shows up at the game. She tells my daddy, "She goes, boy, Bobby got fat, huh? Look at him." And then, then my dad's <laughs> telling, "No, he has this rib protector. It was like a barrel." But I tell you what, once you get that shot in the ribs, and you're trying to hang in there tough in the pocket, that's why I'm glad you brought that up. Because look how aggressive Taysom Hill runs, and just when you're standing in the pocket that i think with technology that's one area you still can be an aggressive runner but have almost like preventive uh, medicine from getting that protection i don't know if Donzi's even still in the business but i know i but thank god they had that flag jacket cuz i know when they had leather helmets they didn't have that
3: leather helmets well if you look at, if you, if you look at the just the size of the shoulder pads and size of the leg pads we're going to minimal Uh, minimal types of of equipment. We just need to get good protective uh, benefits out of it. But, you know, when you talk about soft tissue work, that's probably where we spend the most of our time and efforts because you're looking at modifiable risk factors and trying to identify potential warning signs in each player and what might signal that they're at greater risk for some of those things. And uh, if, if anything, those are probably the ones where we can have the most effect Um, but I'll tell you what I've seen it done very very well I've seen great data on a player and then it's just this this sport is so aggressive that you know you can do it perfectly and something still happens Uh, but you know our, our our job is to make sure that we're exhausting every resource and every data point and every intervention that we possibly can to try to to, to, to limit this or to minimize the severity of something or to, to help them get back as fast as possible. That's probably where I'm investing more and more of my efforts because, you know, the, 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 protective equipment's out of my control. The plane surface is out of my control. The shoes are out of our control. So the, the, the muscle injuries are usually the ones that uh, I, I watch the most. And if I see a, a trend, uh, then we know we need to, to to make some team adjustments if I see individual uh occurrences or uh you know repeated occurrences in the same player, then we know we need to address some individual factors but you know the the real goal is to get ahead of it, not be reactive when something happens and you know the great thing and the bad thing about this industry is that it's never good enough uh it's it's never going to be perfect and You know, it's just just like playing. You focus on what we're doing every day to physically prepare these guys and do the very best we can and and then let them them go play ball.
0: And, Matt, are you working with uh, just the Saints or do you also do the Pelicans because, you know, like, you know, different sports and you talk about soft tissue and all I know is I play football and basketball. You think you're in shape and you're not really in shape. You go from football to basketball. I mean that's a totally well, different it, it, animal. Yeah. Go, go
3: interestingly, ahead. Aaron Aaron Nelson the, uh, with the Pelicans is a good friend of mine. We were actually at, at the Phoenix Suns when he was with the Phoenix Suns. I, I was in the Valley and w- did some work with him and and the Suns. And so he's a good friend and and we we talked and it's more information sharing, uh, which I kind of like. I, I like having him right on site with us. Uh, I like the fact that I'm familiar with him, and so, so we share information, but you know, this is such an exhausting operation that I just don't have a lot of time, nor does he. Uh, we, we're investing everything into our guys, and so there's inform- a lot of information sharing, but that's about the extent of it.
2: Well, Matt, we appreciate your time. The Director of Sports Science, I I know you've had your hands full this season. I know you have your hands full this week. So, again, appreciate your time. Continued success and and good luck this week getting ready for the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Thanks, guys. Matt Ray, Director of Sports Science. Bob, we're going to give you a little break. We're going to give you a break from the mic. Step aside. You're going to come back, though. Don't forget, you got the second half of the second guest. We'll come back with Mike Detellier after this on the Saints Coaches Show on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?